This is an uncensored podcast about sex, sexuality, gender, and body stuff. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the person or persons sharing them. Some names have been changed to protect the anonymity of its participants. friends it is i drew my card <laughs> and this is make sex with me well a podcast um about well at this at this point it's kind of about everything um it's just about anything related to you know your body um your tubies the other day i was trying to talk about my my titties and my boobies and uh i said my tubies and, um, yeah, anything related to that, anything related to mental health, anything related to, um, sex, genitals, um, the good, the bad, the ugly of sex, basically. I mean, sex is good sometimes, and sometimes it's, it's real bad, and sometimes it hurts, and sometimes it heals, and, uh, we talk about all of it. Sometimes it's embarrassing, and sometimes it's um, it's just so fucking good. You're like, damn it. Sometimes like you're you break up with someone, and you're like, uh, I don't actually miss the person. I just miss the sex. It was so good, and I don't know if I'll ever find another person that has sex with me the way they they did. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway. No, you gotta, you can't think like that. You gotta be, uh, you gotta believe that sex is gonna come for you. Mm. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> what was that? <clears throat> so, um, it's also a funny, a funny podcast. Uh, it's one that makes me laugh at myself. And I think that, um, other people also find it funny. So that's nice. Um, y'all listen, okay, I'm gonna need your help, I'm gonna need you to, like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, it is imperative, if you gave us a five-star rating, I will blow you, if you don't want me to blow you, then give us a five-star rating so that I won't blow you, it's, it's that easy, um, and also, yeah, rate review. You can you can review. You can literally say like this podcast is so good, or like it's terrible. It's filthy, sinful, um, disgusting, and not funny. 
I mean, even a bad review, I feel like it's going to get people to listen at this point. So, like, just whatever you're feeling uh, when you uh, when you listen to the podcast, I think just go just go with it. Write it down. Post that shit right there. And uh, it'll be good. Um, and, of course, you can write in. I have had people write in before, but not a lot. But if you want to write in, you can write in at makesexpodcast at gmail.com. Is that our email? Make sex with me. I think it's make sex with me podcast. <laughs> it's the name of our podcast. I forgot it. Make sex with me podcast at gmail.com. I'm not editing anything out from this episode. This is a quickie episode, okay? So you just send you send an email to one of those, and if we're lucky, it gets here and I have it. Uh, if you send it to the wrong one, you probably get that little mailer Damon thing back, and that's what you get. That's what you get for listening to me and my stupid ass mouth. You could also check in the link tree in our show notes. Uh, You will definitely find the proper channels there. So, you know, thanks. Um, So as I said, this is a quickie sode. It's going to be shorty. Um, Just a quick little, get your little fix. Get your little rocks off this week. Uh, And we'll have some more intellectual funny no not funny smart and spiritual episodes in the near future um this episode today we are actually going to be answering some questions that i pulled off the internet they were not asked to me but they should have been because i feel like i am like the dr drew of the world of non non-licensed medical professionals i am also named drew and I used to watch um, that show. What was that show called with Dr. Drew and fucking stupid ass Adam Carolla, who's gone off to the dark side? He might have always been on the dark side. I don't know. But now he's like such a Fox News whore. Ugh, barf in my mouth. But Dr. Drew has always been hot. And, um, you know, not that hot people are good people, but in at least in his case, it's true. Dr. Drew, I don't even know his last name. I think he has another show now, but the show used to be called like, it's like called like Talk Sex or Sex Sex Talk. Let's Google it. Hey, I have a computer in front of me. Oh, and an iPhone. Let's see. And while we're at it, let's fucking fix. I feel, I hear myself popping and farting, mouth farting. I have a pop filter for a reason here. There we go. It's a lot less poppy now, so that's good. Um, Let's see. I was Googling um, J. Edgar Hoover. Word on the street is that he might have been a little gay with a male lover um, whose name I can't remember, but I'm going to look into that. I'm sure that's been hidden underneath a lot of uh, other shit. They certainly don't want us to know. That gay people were active and alive um, in our on, on different levels of government in the United States and the history of our country. <laughs> was I going to Google? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Before we get started, I do want to say that I may or may not be ADHD. And it's probably like, there's probably people out there who are just being like, um, yeah, yeah, you fucking are. Why don't you know that? Um, But I didn't know that. And I did do like a little mini evaluation with my counselor. 
and it said that I was like kind of borderline. So right there on the on the cusp of ADHD and apparently uh, not not ADHD. So it's like ADHD light, I think. But yeah, um, apparently sometimes I'll go on tangents. That might be a part of it. And sometimes I will uh, forget what I was fucking gonna Google. Um, so I <laughs> have no memory of what I was gonna Google, and I hate myself. All right. So let's just move on to some Reddits, okay? So our first, I also Googled earlier, is it legal to read people's Reddits um, on your podcast? And all I found was that, like, once you post something on Reddit, unless you already have copywritten whatever it is, like, it basically belongs to Reddit. So I guess the only person that could come for me would be, like, Reddit. And I don't think they're ever going to listen to my podcast. I would be lucky to have, like, the people of Reddit listen to my podcast. Okay. So this is um, from a Redditor. How do you call that? How how do you say Redditor? Named Baby Doll My Stee. Or Baby Doll My Sty. I don't know. Um, And the subject is... um, under advice needed, it is mini orgasms, question mark. All right, mini baby doll, wait, baby doll orgasms, uh, says, <clears throat> for context, I am cis female. Uh, so I've never had a full-blown orgasm from what I'm aware. It might be from my health conditions like CFS, etc. Um, remind me to Google CFS. I don't know what that means. Cervical... V- fertility situation but I get tired I get tired of it pretty easily but I do get these like small bursts almost question mark they feel pretty great but they don't feel anything like that incredible feeling we're made to think of when it comes to orgasming question mark so this person's asking a lot of like there's they're making a lot of statements but they're not sure what's going on so they're using a lot of question marks is that normal? That, that was a question. Is an orgasm being felt all over your body actually a thing or is it overhyped? And for those who have also have, those who also have CFA get tired out quickly, what are your tips for an actual orgasm? All right, so now we have to Google what is CFA. Um, please somebody let me know what I forgot to Google earlier. What is CFA? I feel like it's going to be like, Oh, oh, cystic fibrosis? What is cis, what is CFA? Chartered financial analyst? No, no, no. Health, let's, let's see, health condition. No, I have to do edits because this sounds fucking stupid. Health condition, CFA. Cryptogenic fibrosing alveolitis or idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis is a disease of unknown etiology, uh, which is characterized initially by a cellular dot 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 common femoral artery artero art atherosclerosis. 
is frequently associated with the multi-level disease, including the aortoliac or femoral poroliteral. Okay, so I'm guessing it's not a cervical situation. It sounds like something to do with the heart. So that is interesting. All right. So this person, um, thank you so much for writing. Um, they said the last part was um, people who have what I have get tired out quickly. And what are your tips for actual orgasms? Okay, so I don't have CFA, although lately I've been worried that I have high blood pressure, but I apparently don't. Uh, but I also don't know because I didn't go see a doctor, but I, I meant to, but then I forgot. So, you know. ADHD. Um, I would say there's a couple things here that I want to touch on. I don't know what's up with the fatigue. Um, if it has to do with your, your CFA, wait, it says CFS and then it says CFA. I think this person didn't edit when they, before they posted it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I would say that, there is such thing as like having a full body orgasm and it is possible. I was also watching or watching when I was going through the reddits on this page. Um, it's actually a subreddit group called sex questions. Um, is that how you say that subreddit group? Um, I don't know. Um, and there was this person already was asking a lot of orgasm questions there. They also asked something about like, do men have dry orgasms? Um, and yes, so you can have, um, orgasms where you just feel everything and you don't actually ejaculate like nothing comes out. Um, and especially if you get into like tantric sex and different kinds of tantric practices, like where you're, you're utilizing sexual energy in different ways in your body and feeling it different ways. And, um, I'm not like so deep into that, but like I've, watched like a million videos of people practicing it. Cause I'm a pervert. Um, and yeah, like you can definitely, you can do it with your partner, you can do it with yourself. Like just, you could, you could have more of a full body experience. Um, you could have an orgasm that you feel all throughout your body. And the thing that's so interesting, and I don't remember where I heard this or if I'm going to say it right. Um, but like, Oh, I was going to look up what the name of Dr. Drew's sex show is called fuck me. I'm so stupid. Um, <laughs> why do things pop up at the most random times? Okay. Let me just quickly look that up because I do feel like I won't be able to sleep tonight. Dr. Drew. Um, oh, Dr. Drew Pinsky is his name and Adam Carolla. Oh, the, the show is called Love Line. It was called Love Line. And I'm actually surprised they were like, they had people calling in and they were asking some, some shit. And it was like on MTV, I think when I watched it and I was like, Whoa, this was like the nineties. It was like really racy. Okay. So, um, back to full body orgasms. Yeah. You can definitely, um, Oh, this is what I was going to say. When you have an orgasm, it is so much more about your brain and your central nervous system than it is necessarily uh, having to do with like your genitals. So people always think of sex as being like having to do with like just your genitals and like areas 
like immediately surrounding that that region of your body. And then when you think of erogenous zones, they think only about the genitals. And of course, if you know the term erogenous zones, you're like probably aware that like different parts of your body are also erogenous zones, like your armpit or your like inner thigh or your like ear or your neck or like, you know, parts of your back, like it's basically your whole skin bag all of your skin is like covered in sense sensory receptors and you feel things and i mean there's just there's different ways to experience pleasure i mean there's people who like can't even use their genitals and they have great sex with like other parts of their body um and they like love it it's great i mean it's what they have so of course they have to find a way to make that happen but i mean it's it's so much more than just your genitals. And, um, like I've gotten to places where when I experience orgasm, like I feel it like up my spine, like to my head. And like, I I don't think that's very rare. I think like a lot of people, if they think about it, when they're having that experience, it is kind of like this convulsing up the nervous system from like the root to the crown. Like it's very energetic and it, um, I mean, I know, I know this, some of this shit just cause I'm, you know, a yoga, I practice yoga and I teach yoga and whatever. Um, but yeah, but as far as mini orgasms go, like, I think that is totally possible. I, I used to, I remember I used to masturbate like for a long time and I used to have like little mini orgasms that weren't it like it felt good, but it wasn't like I was ejaculating and I could like feel it and I could pass over it and I could keep going. And then I'd have like another one and it'd be like, just like a little woo. And then I'd like keep going and like pass over it. And then it was not till like, it was almost like I was, I don't know if I was like edging or what, but it was just like, I wasn't coming to the big one. And I, I was really good at controlling like when the big one happened nowadays, more or less, I'm just, um, I'm just, I, I'm not, I don't know. I'm like just doing it to do it. I mean, it's really not as like energetic or fun or, you know, it's, it's good, but like, it's so much more too about the porn. I'm just like, got to find the right porn. And I watch a ton of porn and then like I come once and then I'm done. I used to be like, I want to come and then come again. And like, sometimes I have the urge to like come again, but I'm just like, mm, I'd rather just go to bed now. And there's a lot of times when I'm, like, I feel like maybe masturbating and then I'm, like, you know, I've talked about this before. Like, I just, like, well, I'm so tired, too. Like, should I just go to bed? I mean, this bed feels so good and it it, it feels good. And if there was someone else to, like, flick the bean for me, it would be nice. I don't know that I have the energy to flick it myself. Uh, so, yeah, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just go to bed. Um mini orgasms though that I, I don't know if that's what you're talking about of like just kind of like almost like when you're jet skiing and you hit like a little wave and it's like and then you know eventually you hit a big wave and then you fall off and splash into the water is that the same thing as an orgasm in this um metaphor i don't know um i'm not sure if that's the same if that works but um I also think that there's things that women are capable of doing um, that is a lot less common for men. Like women are much more commonly uh, it's, it's they're much more able to have multiple orgasms. Um, 
and they could have small ones and big ones and all sorts, you know, so I think like probably if you have a big orgasm, like it's going to take a lot of energy and it's going to kind of spend your, your, uh, (laughs) orgasm allowance more or less. So yeah, having smaller ones are probably, if you want to have many, it's probably better to have a bunch of little ones, I would say. Um, I think that like, I think that some people don't have orgasms very well with partners and some people have orgasms better by themselves or they know exactly what to do to get themselves off like quickly and efficiently. Um, and so like you might find that through masturbation, you can have an orgasm more easily and, or you might, you know, be open to having a conversation with your partner where you're like telling them like, this is what I need you to do. This is like what works for me. And I need you to like do it lightly and then do it a little harder. And then, you know, just like talk them through it. And I think that's really exciting. I think if you're with a partner that really cares about you in that way, it's like exciting for them to be there pleasuring you and having you be like, yes, you're doing it exactly how I want you to do it. Um, and then like, it's exciting for you because like someone else is getting you off. I mean, I've very rarely found someone who can get me off. It's like, Oh no, it's fine. You came. I'll just come later. Don't worry about it. Cause we could be here for hours. If, <laughs> if, if you get me off, we could be here for days. I just think it's better for us to, to just call it quits. Um, anyway, baby doll, my sty, my stee, is that, is that helpful? You might not ever hear this, but anyway, that's that. Next, next writer. Um, this is from someone called <laughs> Throw R-A Loose Blue. Throw R-A Loose Blue. All right. Do blended orgasms count? General question. And qu- count is in <laughs> quotations. Quount, I almost said. Uh, Sorry if this question is in bad taste. I know this is probably the wrong way to think about this kind of stuff, um, as your partner's pleasure should be the most important thing, and it's not some conquest or a notch to add to your belt. But do blended orgasms still count as making your partner come? I, a 23 male, am rarely able to make my partner, 24 female, come just from penetration, and she usually has to play with herself while we're having sex to reach orgasm. I know this isn't, like, anything to be ashamed of on my end, but i just wondering if it means I'm not doing as good a job as I could. Um, so that's, like, a really... This is a really wonderful partner right here, everybody. This is someone who's, like, interested in helping their partner to come and uh, is so interested that they are willing to just, like, address the nation, basically, via Reddit. Um, And it's a guy who's, like, 23. Like, is this guy... Can we, like, clone him? I need, like, a million of him stat. Thanks. Um, I think he said, do blended orgasms count. Now I want to I want to turn to the internet's the interwebs here and see if this is like a common phrase, this like blended orgasms phrase because 
I don't know that I've heard that before. Um, what is a blended orgasm and how can you achieve it? Oh. Ready to have multiple orgasms at once? The vaginal orgasm. This is from Healthline online, an article um, by Janet Brito, PhD, LCSW, CSD. What? And also Emily Schiffer. Is this true? All right, anyway. The vaginal orgasm is often elusive, but people with clitorises and vaginas are seriously blessed. Tricks and toys can help master it. Hint, number one trick is patience, and it's possible to achieve multiple versions of orgasm. At the same time, we're talking vaginal, clitoral, anal, and erogenous. But lately, a different kind of orgasm is making its way into the sex dialect, the blended orgasm. What is a blended orgasm? A blended orgasm is defined as a clitoral and vaginal orgasm that happens at the same time. So yes, it's technically two simultaneous orgasms that tend to result in a more intense full body response. This means the first step of having a blended orgasm is being able to stimulate both the clitoris and the vagina at the same time, which isn't as hard as it sounds. Uh, it is for me, baby, because I have never touched either. Actually, no, I did put my finger in my friend Morgan's vagina once. Don't know if I touched her clitoris. I certainly didn't touch it more than once because she did not come. Um, and I did not intend to make her come. I was more like, oh, I should probably do this once before I die. And she was like in love with me. So she was like, yes. And I was just like, no. And then we were done. Anyway, thanks. Thanks, Morgan. Hey, what's up? Um, so <laughs> that's interesting. So now I have to, now I have to reconsider because I was thinking when I heard blended orgasm I, from this guy, I, I was thinking he meant like um, an orgasm where it's like the sources are blended. Like he, it has to be like her stimulating while he's stimulating. But I think he's saying, um, but he said, do blended orgasms count? I don't know if he knows what a blended orgasm is because what, what, what a blended orgasm would be for his partner would be him stimulating her vagina with his penis and her stimulating her clitoris with her fingers or whatever, or a toy. And then, her coming according to the article having two orgasms one from her clit and one from her vag and i don't even understand that that's like definitely not something they give to men because i don't know i guess i guess i guess i don't think of um i guess okay i guess we could imagine like fireworks like there's a big pink magenta firework and a purple blue firework exploding at the same time and they're two different fireworks it's not just one firework it's a blended firework <laughs> i guess that's how we have to think about it i don't know like because if i had if i had an orgasm and i felt it like in my my genitals and i felt it in my tummy and i felt it in my you know neck in my ears or whatever i would just assume it was one orgasm and i was feeling it in different places but they're actually saying that two orgasms had occurred at the same time. What had happened was two orgasms. Um, and I think that sounds great. And I wish I wish I could do it. Um, 
I don't think that, so his last thing is, um, wondering if it means I'm not doing as good a job as I could. Well, I don't think we need to look at it like that. And it's like, it's, it's not even like we have to, we can assume that like his partner even knows what to ask for, you know, but, and I think that's, what's difficult. I think there needs to be some kind of like sex counseling for couples because like, she's like not having a vaginal orgasm through intercourse with him. And she could just say like, Oh, I don't have vaginal orgasms because I just don't, it just, my body just doesn't work that way. And that might be, if that's the conclusion that we want to end with then okay, but it could also be like, I could have one if it were done a certain way. And so there's got to be some exploration. I think like maybe they should buy a copy of, I don't know about the Kama Sutra. The Kama Sutra is funny because like, it's like hundreds of different positions you can get into and that's cute and stuff. Some of them are hard and some of them are really hard if you like aren't flexible. Like you have to do yoga first, you know, just regular yoga first and then maybe Kama Sutra. But um, it, I don't know that it's very in depth about like how to position things. It might be, there might be different versions. Oh, there's probably hundreds of versions of the Kama Sutra now, but I would be interested in looking for texts for couples like that where like it says like, have you tried this? Like if your canal is shaped like this or is deeper or more wide set or this or that, um, you know, and his penis is more like this. I mean, I have heard the, I have heard the idea that like some people's genitals are not compatible to one another. Um, there was like an episode of sex in the city like that, like I, like the first season where um, Samantha's vagina was bigger than her partner's penis and she just wanted so bad to like like this guy because she actually really had emotional you know connection with him, but at some point she was just like I can't get off because his penis is too small and my vagina's too big, it was like very funny, um, and she didn't want to tell him that and then finally he started acting like a jerk and she's like your penis is small, anyway it was a good one, um, I think that is that is a thing, but. I don't know. I mean, do we have to pleasure each other in the traditional sense? Like, do we have to, like, fit, like, a lock and a key? Is that important? Like, is that really the fit we're looking for? Like, I need someone who fits my vagina with their penis. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that. Um, I, for me, as a, as a, as a receiving, uh, person with a penis, um, I, I kind of like, I'm just so happy if like I'm getting fucked and it doesn't hurt. Like if it just feels not bad, I'm like, cool. I'm in love with you, <laughs> you know? And there's other things. If there's other things that are really good about our sex, um, like the best sex I've ever had was with a guy who just like, his penis felt like a cloud. I always talk about his cloud penis he was uncut. It was just so chubby and cute and loved it. He was adorable. He smelled really good. And like everything we did was like foreplay and tickling and cuddling and smooching and nibbling and tickling. It was just like so good. And when we had anal sex, it didn't hurt. And I was just like, I love you. And I want you to come inside me and let's get married tomorrow and scene. And I worry sometimes though that like I never asked him if he wanted to bottom for me, like, cause I totally would have, I mean, this guy was adorable. I totally would have been down for that. 
um, we just kind of, that's the role that I took and he took. And I, I think all the time, of course, I think all the time about how did I ruin it? Um, cause that's what you assume if the guy didn't want to be with me, I must've ruined it in some way. But, um, I think that's stupid also because, um, he didn't say that he didn't tell me that. And we have to kind of like believe people when they tell us what they're feeling and not feeling. So I did not ask him, but he did not tell me that. <sighs> so I would, I guess I would, ex I would, I would suggest that this couple explores, you know, just like different ways to make her come and, uh, both vaginally, clitorally, anally, whatever. Um, and yeah, just, just ask more questions, try more things, don't give up. If you really like each other, make it happen. Cute. All right. I think we're going to do one more because I'm talking a lot. Did you know I talk a lot? Um, well, actually, okay, we'll, we'll do this one and then we'll, we'll save the next one for another, uh, another Reddit episode. So this is from somebody... <laughs> This is so funny. The title of it is Can I Tighten My Anus? Uh, advice Needed. And the person writing in is called Jiggly Bum. <laughs> so this is perfect. I almost wondered if this was real. All right. For background, I am 28, started experimenting with small anal toys and anal play when I was about 17. However, now I use mainly big toys, about 6.5 inches in girth, circumference. I can't seem to help it. It feels really good to be full, and I've tried to use smaller toys, and now they feel like nothing really. I have suffered from anal fissures that seem to happen only the day after anal. I build up, wait, I build up, use lots of lube. Oh, so they like slowly, they get they get looser and looser through the use of like different size toys. They build up, use lots of lube. But when I go for a bowel movement the next day, sometimes there's blood. I know this sounds silly, but it's true. <laughs> My farts sound super loose and people have noticed it's super embarrassing. People have noticed that my farts sound super loose. That is so ridiculous. Not that you're just farting around people and that's maybe what you should be embarrassed about, but know that your farts sound loose. <laughs> Is there a way I can go back? I'd like a tight bum again and feel good with small to regular size toys. I have heard of legend. I, I've heard of legend, but that just sounds like I'll be able to clench better. What are they saying? I have heard of legend. Is that a thing? The legend of Zelda? The legend of Zelda's butthole? But that just sounds like I'll be able to clench better. I want to know if I can actually tighten the hole and maybe repair any nerves that that might have been stretched from big toys. All right, jiggly bum. So, oh, honey, you're 28 and loose. Oh, honey. I think that, okay, so your anus, you have, you have your anus and then you have like other sphincters that are in your, your bum too, I think. Um, and I think within that anus, there's like a tighter ring around like a looser ring or like the tighter ring is more further inside 
and the looser ring is closer outside. I think it's like a double donut. I don't know exactly. I've, I've, I've definitely looked into this and I researched it and then I completely forgot. Um, I also forgot that I even have a butthole. So, you know, who cares? Um, so it is possible if it's a muscle, if it's having to do with muscle, it is possible to tighten it. You can do things to tighten your butthole. I would even go as far as to say that you probably haven't loosened out the muscle. Like it probably, um, I mean, you might've, you might've caused some kind of damage. I don't know. Anal fissures are, I'm a little bit confused about what anal fissures are. Let's Google it. I, I know of people who have like, um, hemorrhoids. Okay. We're going to look up anal fissures. See if there's pictures. Anus. Oh, a small tear in the lining of the anus. Okay. Constipation, bleeding, pain. Um, treatable by a medical professional. Requires medical diagnosis. Have you been diagnosed with anal fissures? Um, I guess like a fissure, like if you're like climbing a mountain, a fissure is like a break in the, the mountain ice or something. Uh, the picture here is very scary looking. It's a, it's not, it's a drawing, but it, it looks like someone just stuck a knife in their asshole and cut, cut it. Uh, so sorry I said that. Should have given you a trigger warning. Um, but yeah, so, oh, do anal fissures go away? Most anal fissures heal with home treatment after a few days or weeks. These are called short-term acute anal fissures. If you have an anal fissure that wasn't, hasn't healed after eight to four, eight to 12 weeks, it is considered a long-term chronic fissure. A chronic fissure may need medical treatment. That's from mhealth.alberta.ca. So we're getting our anal fissure health advice from Canada. Thank you, Canada. Um, so what was the question? I don't believe, I think there's a way to tighten it up and I don't think you need surgery, but you're going to have to stop putting big shit up there for a while. Um, don't be, don't be embarrassed about your farts. I think that it's in your head that people think that they sound loose. Um, I did have a joke that like, okay, so there was me and my friend Ben and my friend Zach. And, um, at the time, at that time, I was also not as sexually active as my friends. There's, I go through large, large, like droughts. I'm in the, maybe the biggest drought of my life right now. Um, although I've been sucking some D. Let me tell you about that later. Mm hmm. Uh, that's all I've been doing is sucking D. Um, but so at the time, I think I was in, it was like the first time I went to college of one of the first of three colleges that I went for my undergrad, um, that I still don't have at the time. I can't remember if Ben or Zach was sluttier, but I think it was Zach and we were all bottoms somehow, but we were all tops. Oh, I think, I think, I think Zach was a top, but he bottomed exclusively for guys he was like really into which is like who isn't um and so we used to say that i think zach when he would fart it was like Boop. and then like when or when when i would when i would fart it was like Beep. 
when <laughs> when Zach would fart, it was like, <laughs> and then when Ben would fart, let's just say Ben's the sluttiest one. I don't know that that's true, but when Ben would fart, it was like, <sighs> just, just like an open mouth exhale. Um, so maybe that's what your friends are hearing, but I honestly don't. I think if you're farting in front of people, they just, they're just reacting to the fact that you farted. I don't think they can tell the the looseness or the tightness of your butthole by your fart sound. Uh, they're, they're probably people you've explained your anal fissures to. Uh, so they might be like, damn, bitch, you're loose. It sounds loose. Um, but honestly, like, I don't know. Are you really embarrassed? It sounds like you're very open about your butthole and, and what's going on and how much you like to put toys up there that are, I, you didn't say ginormous, but one can only assume that, um, that the toys are pretty big. 6.5 inches circumference. Do I have a measuring tool in my desk? I actually do. Okay, let's look at this. You guys, I'm not, this isn't video, but I think I'm going to start doing these reddits live on video so you guys can see. Okay, so six and a half around. Um, all right, that's pretty girthy. That's like, can I? Okay, I'm sorry, but six and a half inches is like one, not even. Okay, it's like an inch, a little bit more than an inch less. Like if you had like an inch and a half onto that. Okay, so what does that mean? So eight inches circumference is like my iPhone with a case. Six and a half inches is like an inch and a half less than that. That's what you're putting in your butt. It's like putting my iPhone with a case in your butt. It's not the same shape. So that's, I mean, I think probably you would have more anal fissures if you put your iPhone in your butt for a couple different reasons. Um, and you'd be getting 5G up there, and I don't think you're supposed to get the 5G up there. I think that's not good. Uh, they're telling you not to put the phone up to your head too much. Definitely don't be putting it in your asshole. So, the, 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 the question having to do with the nerves, if you've damaged nerves in your asshole, I really don't think you're gonna get that back, sweetheart. I'm sorry. Nerves are, there's something that's... I think still there's a lot that people need to learn about uh, as far as, like, repairing nerves. Uh, I think once nerve cells are dead, they're kind of dead. So, yeah, when you lose sensation in a place like your butthole, the good news is I think there's a lot. There's a high concentration of nerve cells in places like your butthole. So that's kind of cool. So you lost a bunch, but, like, you still got a lot more. You know, I don't think you should assume that just because your butthole is super loose and blowing in the wind that you don't feel anything. I mean, you know, even saggy boobies feel things and saggy vagina lips feel things. And, you know, saggy things feel things. Old people feel things. Um, you might just not be as in touch. I, I always thought that like people who liked really intense anal sex or really intense anal pleasures um, like really hard or fast or like just huge toys or huge penises I always thought that they just like weren't paying attention to their 
senses and the the subtlety of of their sensory receptors and they just went right to like it's got to be hard so i can feel anything and that may or may not be true but you know like for instance i'm this way with my nipples i they're just kind of like there they're really cute i like them but um i don't really feel anything i i feel stuff but like if you pinch my nipple really hard it just hurts i don't really like it um but if you did it just like a little bit that feels a lot like really kind of nice and if you did it like just like subtle things to them it starts to feel really good but like um i think there is a certain amount of numbness because they're just there and they rub on your shirt all day you know i've got little boobies and they kind of i got tubies as we mentioned um but i think there's also this thing of like out of sight out of mind like so i'm not like thinking about my my butthole or thinking about my nipples but if I bring my focus to them and I, and I focus on like what I'm actually feeling in the moment as we're having the sensory experience through sex or whatever, you can start to almost like not turn on your nerve cells, but like, it's like, there's just cells that are just there, just dormant cells. Maybe they haven't been communicated with for a while in the way that like, like the brain just isn't prioritizing those cells. Like they're there, they're still alive. They just haven't been, they've been sending messages to the brain and the brain hasn't been answering, you know, they've been getting ghosted by the brain kind of. So maybe that's the same with your butthole. Maybe you, maybe you're just like so interested in getting big things inside yourself that you forgot that there's a lot of fun to be had just right at the mouth of the Delta. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you just shove it right into the Harbor, the big old ship right there in the Harbor, but right there at the mouth, there's a, there's a party there too. And if you just kind of take your time, visit the, the natives at the mouth of the Delta, this is weird. I don't, I'm not in a place to be creating, uh, any kind of, uh, parallels here. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This was a shorty, a quickie. I liked it. It was fun. I want to do a lot more of these. As I mentioned, I would love to do some of these um, video and audio. Um, we're still trying to figure that out. There's got to be a place and a time and a way to do that. And I think I need a Gen Z person to help me. Um, so if you are a Gen Z and you want to help me be more tech savvy, I would love that. I'm not a terrible, I'm not like helping a boomer use the laptop. No, it's a lot better. I'm a lot quicker than that. It's just like, I need some help with initiating projects like that. Please help me. Anyway, guys, um, like, like I said before, send us an email at makesexwithmepodcast at gmail.com. Check out the other social media links in the link tree in the show notes. And rate, review, subscribe. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, also, guys, as per usual, I hope that you're filling all of your holes with whatever makes you happy. Even if it's like six and a half inches around. Bye-bye!